Hey, everybody. Welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver, and I am here with my co-anchor and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Excited to be here live with you guys tonight. Yeah. We have a few pieces of news to share. Yeah, we do. There's a few things going on. So how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm very good. You know, just um, living the living the staying in the house life. Oh, man. Yeah. It's hot and it's humid and we don't do humid. Oh, no. We are a dry heat place. Mm-hmm. And humidity is horrible. Yeah. And you would all laugh if you knew what our actual like humidity numbers are because there's <laughs> nothing. But <laughs> when you're used to like totally dry, mm-hmm. it's awful. Yeah. So. We're wimpy and we're bitchy and we're complaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just really looking forward to fall. <laughs> I know it's a terrible thing to say, but it's true. I am feeling it. Uh, yes. In fact, uh, I was thinking today I want to binge Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm feeling folly, you know? Mm-hmm. And it seems like that show happens. Like every episode is somehow still in the fall. Mm-hmm. That's true. Or maybe the Witches of East End. I don't know. Starting to feel Ooh, witchy. That's a good show. I like that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. We're coming into the witchy season. I'm going to get a pumpkin spice latte. That's what I'm going to do. Right. And no one's making fun of me for that. God damn it. It's okay to like it. <laughs> Pulling out it's all the stuff. It's okay to not like it. Whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's turned into a thing, man. Whatever. I like it. I like it, and I don't care who knows it. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> well, you guys, I hope that you're doing well. We did want to just do a quick live and share a few things with you. Uh, and then, Christy, you'll be back uh, with me, because long as uh, – this date doesn't move. Chad yeah. is supposed to have his arraignment in federal court on Friday. District court. And, or district court. Sorry. Yeah. And so, no, federal. It's district. District. Okay. Oh, you're right. District. Yeah. Anyway. District court is federal. I don't think it is, but it, it's it's district court. Yeah, you're right. So, he, anyhow, he is being arraigned, I believe, at 1.30 on Friday. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm I'm planning to come in with an update after that and let you know what happened in court and what was said yeah. and, you know, what what he was wearing and if he had a weird look on his face as we usually talk. Yeah. You know, go see what our resting toad face will. is doing. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, um, yeah, so that'll be coming later this week. Yeah. Uh, now, Lori, they, her attorney yesterday had, well, a couple of things happened. He moved, they had requested to move her uh, arraignment. It was vacated, which freaked people out because, but that's just a term, you know, mm-hmm. it was vacated and rescheduled. So it's not, not happening and yeah. there's nothing else happening with her at this point. There was a little dust up, a little freak out online last night. We totally fell for it. I will admit (laughs) because if you look at uh, the repository at the charges against both of them yesterday, there was something that indicated on both of their repositories that there was uh, felony charges filed and everybody was like, Oh my God, here we go. Here we go. Charges. Right. So we were so interested this morning to see, is this the kids? Is it Tammy? Like, what are these charges? Well, apparently uh, this was just moving them into district court. (laughs) So it was filing the same felonies that have already been filed. So nothing very exciting. We totally fell for it. 
Yeah. Well, it was all over in the Facebook groups and I got onto iCourt and it was in there, but I didn't uh -huh. understand that just transferring um, to, uh, you know, to district court. But I was yeah. really hoping it was going to be a murder charge. Yeah. Just we woke up this morning so excited and then realized that we're just dumb. So yeah. <laughs> so much to know about the legal system and all this legal stuff and then transferring from, you know, the, yeah. the local county courts to district. And, you know, it's just it's a lot. So. Yeah, it is. It is. So that that was our uh, big letdown <laughs> today. Yeah. But we thought we were coming here to tell you some really big news. We yeah. still have quite a bit of news. It's just not. We really do. Today. Yeah. So Lori now will be arraigned, I believe, on September 10th. Yes. So it's still yeah. coming right up, just not quite as soon as we thought. Yeah. It will be in August. But uh, Mark Means also filed an extension. Now, he had 60 days from the time she was initially arraigned to uh, file for a change of venue. Yeah. And he's not done that. And today... He filed for, or maybe it was yesterday, but within the last two days, he has filed for an extension on that 60 days. So, which I think is interesting because I really thought that they would just file for that change of venue. Mm -hmm. However, Nate Eaton is reporting that he's had people approach him and let him know, people who live in Fremont County, that there is a woman that is wandering around Fremont talking to people. Uh, telling them, asking them if they do a survey and asking them questions about the Vallow case. Yeah. She says she's been hired from an anonymous firm in Boise. She was asking people if they've heard of the case, if they thought Chad and Lori were guilty, and if anything might change their minds during a trial. So it does appear that uh, one or both of the attorneys are doing a little, uh, you know, pre-trial scope out to see what they think of some, some jury research to see if yeah. they get a fair trial there. Yeah. See what they think of all of that. So that's kind of interesting. And obviously he's filed for that extension. However, uh, Chad's attorney has not. So mm. hasn't he? No. Gosh, there was so much stuff that came out today. Mm -hmm. I suspect yeah. we will see Just that. Mark means. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Then there was a discovery filed as well. Mm -hmm. And the discovery filed was by Rob Wood, the prosecutor, and he filed this to both cases, essentially, uh, asking for the same thing. Mm -hmm. So he asked for, he wants uh, copies of any and all books, papers, documents, photographs, tangible objects, or portions thereof, which are in the possession, custody, or control of the defendant and which the defendant intends to introduce into evidence into the trial. He's asking for copies of any results or reports of physical or mental examinations mm -hmm. and of scientific tests or experiments made in connection with this particular case within the possession of the defendant. Yeah. Let's see. Also asking them to furnish the prosecuting attorney with a list of names, addresses, and telephone numbers of the witnesses that they intend to call. They have asked for a written notice of defendant's intention to offer a defense alibi, mm -hmm. stating the specific place or places at which the defendant claims to have been at the time of the alleged offenses, and the names and addresses of witnesses who they intend to rely on to establish such alibi 
Wouldn't it be hilarious if it was Melanie Gibb? Anyway. <laughs> They probably would have changed their mind by now about that. Right. Well, and there were there's there's a lot going on, a lot of questions now about um, mm-hmm. whether or not Lori is going to try to claim some kind of a mental health defense. Yes, they. That's one of the things they want. They want to, uh, any and all expert witnesses that they intend to call, and then they want any, yeah, any. Uh, Medical tests, any mental health evaluations, anything like that. Yep. They want uh, to know, this is what they said, pursuant to Idaho code section, blah, blah, blah. The state hereby requests that defendant notify the state within 14 days, whether or not defendant intends to raise any issue of mental, mental condition of the defendant and to call expert witnesses concerning such an issue at either trial or any other hearing, including but not limited to hearings on bond reduction motions, motions to suppress, motions to dismiss, or motions in Lamine, in and above the entitled case. So yeah, they want to know. Are you going to try and tell us that you are bananas or what? Yeah. Right, right. And it'll be interesting if they do go that way. I kind of doubt they will, frankly. But if they mm-hmm. do, because she did... Um, have to have a psychiatric evaluation in 2019. Yeah. Early 2019 in which she passed with flying colors supposedly. Um, And so I'm I'm curious to see because that will kind of hurt their case, frankly, if she's already passed one of these. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting because not, you know, there is no insanity plea in Idaho. Yeah. But, you know, are there extenuating circumstances with a mental health condition there that that can be mm-hmm. used as a uh, sort of in an explanatory way, but it is not a way in order to get off. Right. So I don't know, really curious, really interesting stuff. I mean, I've wondered the same mm-hmm. thing. I have a really hard time thinking that, ta- that uh, Lori would ever admit that this could be a mental health issue. Right. I just don't see that happening. Um, also interesting that they did not ask this question about Chad. They asked it about Lori. About Lori. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't ask if Chad's going to use a mental health. Right. Well, and this is so different from, like, I'll give you an example. A couple of years ago, there was a, a murder, another one not too far from me, uh, that, and, I mean, you know, I have said this lots of times. We don't have that kind of stuff here, but we have a couple of times. And Mm -hmm. the other case, it was grandparents who had custody of their three grandchildren. And their daughter had a serious mental illness. And she lived in Montana. Well, apparently she had gone off of her medication and was having a psychotic break. I guess you would probably call that. She drove here from Montana. She had convinced herself that her parents were trying to kill her kids. Yep. She drove here from Montana. She walked into her dad's house and she shot him in the head in front of the kids. It was a horrific thing. Oh, man. It was Um, so shocking. And then pretty much immediately just turned herself over to law enforcement. Mm -hmm. And they had her in the Madison County Jail for quite a while. But as soon as they got her back on medication, she was horrified to learn what she had done. Because she wasn't at all in her right mind when that happened. But guess what? She still stood trial. She still got sentenced and she's in the women's prison, you know, because that's how it goes in Idaho. Now, it's not like Lori, 
who helped in to whatever degree she did kill or help kill and bury her children, you know, helped kill a couple of ex-husbands. It kind of looks like helped kill Tammy, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, was somehow instrumental. I'm going to say in the death of her brother and got married and went to Hawaii and was living the high life and having fun. Yeah. And this just doesn't speak to me of somebody. I mean, that's very different from the other situation we have. Very much. So I, I think lots of things like that really point to that. There is no mental health defense here. There's no question that she knew exactly what she was doing. I think yeah. that they're going to, you know, really struggle to prove that. Yeah. Oh, someone wanted to know, is that case on the news? It was, it was, yeah. I'm not sure. I, I don't know the names. Of the I can't think of the names anymore. At the moment, but yeah, but yeah, it was. That was a really sad case, actually. Really sad. Yeah, yeah. and 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 Lori knows exactly what she did. There's no question that she knows. Yeah, what she did, and I don't think there's any question right. at all that you yeah, know well, she was behaving normally after. Totally. Yeah. Well, like Missy said in the chat, I don't think Lori will be horrified to learn what she did. No, no, she knows damn well what she did. She's right. She yeah. knows exactly what she did. Totally. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, interesting stuff going on in court, but we'll see where it all goes. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think everybody's just, you know, I, I'm very, very interested to see what their defense will be. Yeah. You know, if it's just blame it all on Alex, you know, which is not going to work. I mean, already mm-hmm. from the from the evidence that we've seen, that's not going to work. But it's right. very interesting yeah. just to, um, yeah, you know, consider how do you defend yourself in killing your children? Like, what's the right, right? How indeed? Missy wants to know. She said she could very well have a personality disorder, which. We, we agree with you wholeheartedly. She said, does that count as a mental illness? And it doesn't really, right? No, it, not, not so much. Not in, not in this case. Um, I mean, yes, it, it, it is a mental illness when it comes to like treatment, right. but it's but an access to mental, mental health, illness. mental illness. It's, it's, it's not an access one. It's also not treatable with medication. It's, you know, lots of people have personality disorders. It's not, it's right. not going to be a defense. Right. Yeah. Yep. So that's kind of where things stand right now with, um, you know, the legalities of the case, you know, and as things sit, Chad and Lori both are just, uh, you know, we're still sitting in jail and just waiting for things to change. So that's kind of what's up in the uh, the legal world. But there was Justin Lum earlier this week did release the police report associated with uh, Joe Ryan. Now, Joseph Ryan this was Tylee's dad, mm-hmm. Lori's third husband. He died in 2018. So, Christy, do you want to run down that down with us and help yeah. us? Yeah. So, so um, Joe Ryan was dead in his apartment for a while before he was found. Um, mm-hmm. A neighbor alerted the police to come and take a look, but there are just a couple of things. So, he was found on the bed just laying on the bed, you know, kind of somewhat normally. He was already in the advanced stages of composition, decomposition. It was an unattended death, but that didn't mean that they did much in the moment. They did not do any evidence collection. It says it right in the, uh, in the report, they did take photographs um, of the, of the scene and the victim and stuff, but they did not actually collect any evidence because he, died unattended and they assumed it was a heart failure. But let me tell you Mm -hmm. that the thing that's the most interesting about this 
And that's that the master bedroom was located in the northeast portion of the apartment west of the doorway. Everything is given in directions here. Um, in the southwest corner of the room was an open window. The screen was propped against the outside balcony wall inside the room of the window. So, oh, it was a fan. Sorry. So yeah. the thing that, how you just assume this is a natural death when there's a window open and a screen pulled out and the screen is sitting outside. Yeah. I mean, does that not sound like evidence of a break-in to you? Right. Yeah. I find it does. very strange that they just went, oh, well, this guy just died, whatever. Close case. It's not right. They they did go back later and do some toxicology. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't really find very much. They just found basically the medications that he was taking, some antidepressants and a muscle relaxer and some mm -hmm. Benadryl, just kind of some typical yeah. stuff. Um, but I don't know. I I'm I'm kind of um, dumbfounded at the at the police in in Arizona uh, <laughs> in these yeah. cases because. I mean, with the window open and the screen on the outside, how did that not immediately set off alarm bells that, hey, maybe somebody broke into his apartment and killed him while he was sleeping? Yeah. You know, particularly now they're looking at it because, you know, he died of heart failure. And then Tammy died of heart failure. And then Alex mm -hmm. died of heart failure. Mm -hmm. You know, like, oh, maybe there's a pattern here, you know. But yeah. at the time they really didn't do any evidence collection at all. And so, so much of what they could have learned about this case is gone, yeah. which is really unfortunate, but I do find that a very strange thing to find evidence of the house being broken into and them not doing anything about it, not even looking. Mm -hmm. Well, over and over again, now this was the Phoenix police department. Yep. This wasn't Chandler who yeah. uh, handled Charles's death, but again, yeah, somehow, somehow Lori just keeps, you know, keeping her, her head down in some way. So uh, the end of that incident report, he said on 413, at approximately 1300 hours, I spoke with Lori Vallow, the ex-wife of Joseph Ryan. Lori told me she had not heard from Joe in about two years. They did have a child in common. The child's name was Tylee and she was 15 years old. Lori asked what had happened, and I explained the situation. I provided Lori with the police case number, the office of the medical examiner's case number, and telephone number. Lori stated she would let her daughter know of the death of her father. What Lori didn't do no. is let anyone know about the death of Joseph. It yeah. was a while before anybody even knew that he had died. His family didn't know for quite some time. Because of Lori's cruelty and, and nastiness and didn't bother to reach out to his family and let them know. No. No, and I don't think it's true that she hadn't heard from him in two years. No, I don't either. Um, and I can't prove that right at this moment because, you know, I mean, you could fill a room with the documentation on this case. But somewhere yeah. there's some there's some things that dispute mm -hmm. that it had been that long since she spoke. Because, you know, they went through an absolutely yeah. horrendous custody battle and visitation yeah. issues and stuff over Tylee. And yeah, yeah, I don't think any of that was true, but she certainly um, didn't yeah. give a damn that he was dead. Didn't even bother right. to tell his sister whom she knew. 
uh-huh. um, and had been in contact with. Yes. And he said that they did share a text here and there sharing pictures of their kids and things. So she had Annie's cell phone number. They had been in contact, uh, you know, not super frequently, but maybe every month or so, you know, a text here and there. Yeah. But she did not find it necessary to let Annie know that her brother was dead. Yeah. It was, this is a horrifying, yeah. a horrifying situation. And just one other thing to share, because this is, this is connected in 2007, Alex assaulted Alex Cox, Lori's brother assaulted Joe Ryan uh, with a stun gun Mm -hmm. and threatened to kill him. Mm -hmm. And he eventually did um, serve three months in jail for that Mm -hmm. was, did plead guilty to it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this was all, you know, there was all this ugly um, custody stuff that went on around that. This is, you know, significantly a long time, you know, 11 years later, that yeah. he died, but um, we do know that that threat yeah. was made, and we do know that he was actually yeah. assaulted by Alex Cox. What right. a winky dink! Yeah, yeah, pretty interesting. So there is, you know, there's all of those connections there, and we really stand absolutely convinced that Lori and Alex did kill Joseph. Yeah, and you know, then moved on to Charles just yeah. a year later. Yeah, most definitely. I, I think that that will come up. And and I do think that the Phoenix police are really questioning that now. And that's why this case is coming yeah. back up. Um, you know, they did finally run some toxicology. They are looking at it. I just don't know if they'll ever be able to prove anything, frankly, yeah. because it was so poorly handled at the beginning. I don't understand um, a, a, the, an unattended death being not investigated. They're, why didn't they do an autopsy? Right. You know, why didn't they take evidence from that room particularly with an an open window with a screen pulled out on the outside like none of that makes any sense to me at all that you would come across this person who's dead and there's an indication that someone might have broken into their house and you go "Ah, natural causes yeah move it on you know it's just so many opportunities were missed to stop these sociopaths you know Yeah. yeah Yep, it, it's really something. I'm just noticing some of the uh, our chatters, you know, wondering really what is the size? What is the size of what pile of bodies really is behind Alex and Lori? Mm-hmm. You know, could it be more than this? There has been speculation about Lori's attorney mm-hmm. years ago because he died in another suspicious way. Yeah. And, you know, these guys are all just kind of wondering, could there be more? Would anything surprise us right now in this case? You know? Yeah. Not really. The only person that died around them that I don't think that they actually killed is the sister. She was now, there has been talk that Alex was using her credit cards after she died. So that's pretty gross. But I, she was dying. She had some really serious health issues. She did. Uh, Stacy, I believe was her name. And there has been some speculation from uh, podcasters and whatnot that perhaps they, uh, you know, actually offed her. I don't think that one is. It doesn't. So. It doesn't fit the rest of the, uh, I, I the rest of the game yeah. here. You know, the people who yeah. were really in their way are yeah. the people who just continued to have to die. And yeah. and Joe Ryan was definitely one of those people. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. He was. Well, and she, you know, they were in and out of court for Tylee's whole freaking life. Yeah, you know, she had so much anger towards him that. Yeah, I mean, this one doesn't surprise me at all. 
Yeah. And uh, Martha, new uh, listener, thank you for being here. It says, uh, did I hear that right? There was a torn screen in Joe's room. It wasn't torn. It was removed, removed and on the outside against the outside patio wall. Um, they found that in the bedroom when they found his body. It just blows me away that there wasn't at least a cursory examination of all of that or their fingerprints. You know, was there any proof that somebody actually broke in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the window was open and the screen was pulled out. Why would that mm-hmm. be? You know, especially mm-hmm. why was the screen on the outside? Right. Why wouldn't that give somebody something to think about? Yeah, for yeah. sure. The other thing that I'm hearing uh, you guys thinking about over here or seeing you guys thinking about is just also wondering a little bit about uh, who's going to roll on who first. So I, I'm curious. I'm seeing some of you say that you really think that Chad will roll on Lori. I've seen some of you think that, uh, you know, perhaps Lori will roll on Chad or will neither of them roll? You know, it's I, I'm interested in your predictions. I would love to see what you think, because uh, there's definitely, a, you know, an element here of, you know, if, if this is why I'm I wonder if either of them will roll. This is my personal opinion on it. Mm-hmm. They're both going to prison for life. And I think they know it. Yeah. You know, I, I think they know that the charges that are already here and they know that the charges that could be coming I don't know that either one of them will roll because I don't think it's going to matter at the end of the day mm-hmm. because by the time we stack on, yeah, because by the time murder charges start getting stacked up, it's not going to matter. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, both of these two are, I mean, they could both live another 30 good years, you know, yeah. but still 30 years versus, you know, the amount of charges that they have, they could both end up being, you know, sentenced with multiple life sentences, you know, that's the only thing that makes me go, I wonder if they won't roll because why, you know, what could you possibly give them? You can't clear them in everything that they've done. So not in any way. And and how deep does the the delusion run? You know, how far gone really are they? Um, Because it seems pretty far with the things that they have done, but I, you know, has reality set in for either of them yet i don't know mm-hmm. you know um they've both been pretty damn smug yes they have yep they sure have yeah. well and you know in the in the live stream you know the problem is law enforcement wasn't prepared for Lori. no i, w- I want you to think about this because this uh, this is a huge problem that we have yeah. she is a pretty little white woman and no, nobody saw her coming. Nobody suspected her. They took her at her word. Mm-hmm. You know, had Absolutely. she been a woman of color, I think that this would have gone a completely different way. Oh, I agree entirely. But all she had to do was just bat her eyes and flirt yeah. a little, and, and not that pretty blonde, blonde hair her. around. Yeah, it just yeah. it just makes me sick, frankly. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it is something that I, that yeah, you know, our 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 officers do need to be trained to, to better understand and to suspect everyone and to recognize their own internal biases that, you know, I mean, look at, look at the body count, look at how long it took before anybody went, wait a minute, what's going on with this person? You know, by the time that actually happened, her kids were already dead. Yeah. It was too damn late. Yeah. Yeah. Her kids and three adults. Yeah. Four adults. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's crazy. Well, but you know, 
in one of our videos, we had joked that Lori must have a golden vagina, you know, because <laughs> she just keeps getting yet another man that wants to fall for her hype and continues to get what she wants out of men. And ooh, that really yeah. offended someone. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Somebody did a like very her. nasty comment about that. about that. But but it is true. You know, look at how her whole life has been about manipulation and how much she was able to manipulate her brother. How much, you know, all of these husbands, you know, law mm-hmm. enforcement, all these men around her that yeah. have fallen for her little game. It's just scary. It's yeah. really scary. Yeah, it is. It is. But hopefully it's something that, uh, you know, I hope a psychologist writes a book about this case, you know, <laughs> at some oh, point, man. you know, this case will go down in history as one that is used in training far and wide. And as well, it should, as well, it should, because mm-hmm. it's an important lesson to learn yeah. that you have to really watch your own internal bias that if you think you can yeah. trust pretty little white women, you're going to get played. And she right. definitely fell into that category. Absolutely. Absolutely. And she doesn't look so great lately. Yeah. <laughs> she does, doesn't have access to the same options that she did before she went to jail. But, you know, I think there was a time when she was quite desirable and used that. Mm-hmm. And man, it worked. When you think about her behavior when she was extradited, when she was extradited and her first appearance in court, and that's when she had that whole team of, you know, supposedly crack attorneys that were, you know, going to just show the state, you know. And yeah. boy, after uh, they met Lori and had a, you know, one weekend of her, they melted away, except for Mark Means, of course. But uh, if you guys recall what she was, her behavior in that, uh, in that, it was an arraignment, I guess. Um, the smiling, the laughing, the batting her eyes, her hair was, you know, somehow like jailhouse done. She yeah. had that bright red lipstick. People were so mad Probably that somebody gave her access to whatever lipstick. it was. Right. And she had no access to lipstick. That was either colored pencils or it was, uh, yeah, fruit punch packets that she'd, you know, dabbed onto her lips. But, you know, yeah. but she was much, uh, you know, she was as dolled up as she could be and she was throwing on the charm. In that hearing, she was, you know, it didn't didn't get her very far at all. No, no, it didn't. And and immediately after that, two of her attorneys quit. Yeah. So I think she's hit her wall Uh as far as how, you know, her ability to manipulate is it's gone. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Well, Missy makes a good point. She said women too. She played Melanie Gibb. Yeah, she did. She played Melanie Gibb. She played, uh, her niece too, Melanie Polanski. Mm-hmm. She played a lot of women. I think she would either, I think with women, she would either draw you in close, you know, because she was also good friends with Kay for many years. She mm-hmm. and Kay were, were very good. You know, she was friends with Annie. I mean, yeah. she was, she could walk the talk, you know, when she needed to, she could put on the show. Yeah. Yeah. She, she certainly yeah. could. And I also think that she knew how to manipulate insecure women because yeah. uh, that's my perception of Melanie Gibbon. Also Melanie Polowski is they're quite insecure. They're looking yeah. for a uh, kind of a mothery kind of figure, someone that validates them and makes them feel good about themselves. And she knew how to do that. Yeah. She did it quite oh, well totally. with both of them. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. All of the, but I love you. Yeah, all that. I we're like sisters, and I love you. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, but see, she, I think she, especially with Melanie Gibb and Melanie Pulowski, they had created this uh, us against them, you yes, know, very much. we're the chosen ones, we're the special ones. You are too, because you're a part of us and we're against everyone else. And so we have to stick together and take care of each other. And, you know, these vulnerable, probably lonely and, you know, well, mostly vulnerable yeah. women really fell for that. They needed to be in that group. They did. They did. And, and, and boy, she was good at it. She was, but I don't know. I mean, I do feel like she's hit the end of that tether. I don't think that tactic is going to work anymore. And that's why I think she's probably really spinning right now because this is what's worked for her forever. What's going to work now. Right. Right. Well, the first weekend, you know, right after she was uh, extradited and her attorneys got here to visit with her uh, as an inmate, you're not allowed to touch anybody. Right. You're not allowed to touch other inmates. You're not allowed to touch jailers. You're not allowed to touch anybody. And she, in a meeting with her attorney, hopped up and threw her arms around his neck and was pretty shocked when she was drugged right off of him and informed that you don't get to do that. You can't hug people. You can't touch people. You are a right. prisoner, you yeah. know. And she was incensed to learn that she couldn't hug her attorney. But why was she hugging her attorney? Yeah. You know, know why? Mm-hmm. more of that yeah. manipulation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I agree. I've seen several of you say that you really wonder if uh, there's any thoughts on uh, Mark Means staying on. Mm-hmm. I don't think Mark Means will stay on a whole lot longer. I do believe that her money is running out in a big hurry. Mm-hmm. And that at some point she'll end up with a public defender. I, I really feel like that's coming. You know, unless... Um unless he continues for the notoriety, which I think is, is a possibility. You know, I mean, there's this weirdness that, um, you know, both Lori and uh, Chad's attorneys work out of the same office. They, you know, they're certainly working together on this, whether it looks like it publicly or not, they, they definitely are. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. Without a doubt. I think it's so interesting that they've got somebody up in Fremont County, you know, that's kind of interesting because on one hand, are you just going ahead and soiling the jury pool? Right. You know, I mean, to that questions. is exactly what they're doing. Yeah, totally. So, you know, you might say that that was your survey to just see if there's really a chance for a fair trial, but really there's not that many people in Fremont County. There mm-hmm. aren't. It wouldn't take that long to talk to the majority of people. Yeah. I, I really do think this case Except is going to change. for that. There will be a lot of people in Fremont County that will not speak to that lady. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's lots and lots of very suspicious, don't trust outsiders, mm-hmm. do not want you people here kind of energy in Fremont County. And she'll encounter lots of people that are probably heinously rude to her. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely refuse to talk. clearly an outsider. But oh. I, I, I can't imagine that you can find very many people in Fremont County that don't know something about this case. Yeah. It's not a very big place. It's not that many mm-hmm. people. Yeah. I really do think we're going to see a change of venue. Mm-hmm. One interesting thing about means um, from a roundabout source, from someone who I know who uh, knows someone who plays golf with means. <laughs> um, you guys, us, we get info from the funniest places and we yeah. don't even go looking for it most of the time because we've been podcasting on this a lot. Uh, people we don't know come and talk to us, which has been yeah. kind of fun and interesting, but Anyway, um, after this case broke earlier in the spring and after Means' uh, really embarrassing display in court, 
where he, uh, you know, spent two hours pontificating about how much his feelings were hurt. Uh, he lost several clients, several clients in the Boise area went, yeah, I don't think you're the attorney for me yeah. either because they felt like he was defending someone who had hurt her children, though we didn't have any evidence of that yet. We sure do now. Or because he was making a fool of himself publicly and people didn't want to see him. So of course that's a rumor, but I'll share it because, uh, well, I can. <laughs> so that's interesting to me. It makes me wonder, uh, you know, did means think this was going to be one of those cases that make your career? Why did he take this case? You know? Well, you know, we still, you know, have the theory that, that he's uh, a Chad follower. Mm -hmm. This was done out of loyalty to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine that at some point he's not regretted it up to now, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, We'll see. Uh, Somebody wants to know, do we think they'll move it to Boise? If they move it, they'll move it to Boise. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, it'll be right in the Ada County area. What what will happen? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just very curious though, for their arraignments and see what comes up there. Yeah. Missy said, my brother lives in Boise. I asked him about this and he'd never heard of it. Yeah. 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 It's far enough away Mm -hmm. uh, that that they may, you know, and it's also a much bigger, much more diverse population. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not so, uh, you know, not so Mormon, you know, I mean, here it's Mm -hmm. very saturated. Yeah. Yeah. And not so white. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. So much more to come, but it's really interesting stuff comes out and just seeing, you know, I, I'm glad they're revisiting Joe Ryan. I just, I wish uh-huh. they actually had some evidence to use. I know. It's really too. sad that they didn't, they didn't mm-hmm. take any evidence at the time. Yeah, me too. But, you know, it's still one of those things that just casts some more doubt, you know, whether it's in the public eye or the legal one, yeah. there's just too much here, you know, too much, too many coincidences. That's for certain. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What do you say? I don't think. Oh, did we read Heather Daybell's letter? What were your thoughts? I did read Heather Daybell's letter and I have heard uh, other things about Heather from people that know her um, about, you know, her feelings about Chad and this whole situation. And I feel like Heather is sincere, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, she certainly wrote it from a, a religious slant, which is no surprise, you know, in this community. But I, I feel like, uh, and I know that uh, a good deal of this family is desperately trying to get some distance from Chad. They have absolutely no connection to this, haven't had much of a connection to him, you know, and just are as horrified and hurt as you can imagine and will do anything they can to, you know, to cooperate. The two that I'm the most curious about are Chad's parents. Because Chad's parents were on Lori's witness list. They are still on Lori's witness list. Mm-hmm. Um, well, on the prosecutor's witness list. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. In Lori's case. In Lori's case. And the reason why is because Chad and Lori had told them that she was an empty nester, that she had no minor children. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. that one is very curious to me, you know, because, uh, Will Chad's parents really be subpoenaed and show up in court and speak against Lori? Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, why wouldn't they? Right. If from their standpoint, I'm going to assume that they are blaming her, you know, that mm-hmm. somehow their son got twisted up with this black widow and she ruined his life. And, you right. know, I mean, 
that that's my assumption that that's kind of where they're at with it, that they hate Lori. They're blaming Lori. But again, like Heather Daybell, you know, some of the other members of the family, they know what Chad's about, you know, not that they ever thought he was out killing kids, but they were very well aware of his bullshit. So that would be interesting to see if they show up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Very curious about that and other members of the family that, yeah, really were separate from all of this. And and it seems that Chad wasn't particularly um, popular in Tammy's family or in a lot of his own. So no, he no. doesn't have a lot of allies. No, he does not. Nope. Yeah. Well, well I think that's probably that's all we've updates. got. Yep. Well, you guys, we appreciate you joining us. And, uh, you know, as always, watch for everything else we have going on. The Daybell case is certainly not the only case that we have covered and are covering. And so uh, we did on Monday. What case did we roll out on Monday? We've done so much work this week. I can't remember. Susan Powell. We, oh, it was Susan Powell. Susan Powell's. Oh, no, no. No, no. No. On That's next week. <laughs> We've recorded so many shows recently, guys. I, I yeah. don't know. That's next week. There's a spoiler for you. Our next uh, yeah. show. Coming oh, it was up Monica Rizzo. Monica Rizzo. We, we just did Monica Rizzo. Rizzo. Yep. That came out on Monday. Monica, who uh, ended up in a wood chipper of all things. Yeah. So, yep. We did cover that uh, case. And then we did. We do have a Patreon. And so some of you guys are, you know, patrons of ours on Patreon. That's mm-hmm. True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters on Patreon. And our Patreon listeners got a really fun uh, episode this week that uh, we did um, a cold read battle. And so we each presented five cases to each other for a cold read. That was a really fun and interesting show with a lot of really interesting cases. And then, yeah, next Monday is Susan Powell. Yeah, but of course, you know, Friday, as soon as the arraignment's over, Christy's going to hop on here and do a live and talk about how it went and answer some questions and visit about that so yeah yep that is yeah so take a look definitely so thanks you guys for being here have a wonderful night this is katie and christy we are true crime paranormal with the psychic sisters take care see ya If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.